The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Dallas is on sale now. I will be in Dallas this July. Five shows at Hyenas Comedy Nightclub. So go to JenKirkman.com and click tour. So guess what, all ya alls? Uh, this is what's on sale right now. My show February 25th at the Hollywood Improv Lab. I will be in conversation with Dana fucking Carvey. JenKirkman.com, click tour for tickets. Phoenix, March 28th, one night only at CB Live. JenKirkman.com, click tour, get tickets. Spokane, Washington, June 4th through 6th, four shows. Tickets at JenKirkman.com, click tour. And Caroline's Comedy Club in New York City, May 7th through 9th, JenKirkman.com, click tour. And, of course, Dallas just went on sale for July. Now, I am touring a lot less this year because I felt my numbers weren't that great last year. It's not a viable thing. But if y'all come out in droves, that could really change a gal's life. So I beg you to buy tickets in advance. That way we can add extra shows if we need to. We cannot add them at the last minute. And then after you buy tickets, please do post about it on social media. Take a picture of the ticket. Take a picture of yourself holding the ticket. Make a fun video about it and put it on your Instagram stories. And I will repost you, retweet you, shout you out, and thank you. That is at Jen Kirkman on Twitter and also at Jen Kirkman on Instagram. And you can also use hashtag Jen Kirkman 2020. I can't tell you enough. When you post about how you bought tickets to shows, it is the thing that sells shows out more than a fancy publicist, more than announcing it here, more than anything. So please do be part of it all and enjoy this week's episode. Fondlessness, fondlessness, fondlessness. Having funlessness, having funlessness. With Jen Kirkman. Hi. Hi, everybody. 
Having Fun Listeners with Jen Kirkman. I am your host, Jen Kirkman, episode 323. Oh my God, what's happening? Are you guys dopamine fasting? What the fuck is dopamine fasting? I don't know. I was just reading all about it. Let's just get right into it. Let's just get right into it. In Silicon Valley, there's a newish craze called dopamine fasting. Here's the concept. Modern life can activate too much dopamine, which is a neurotransmitter connected to the pleasure and reward center of your brain, right? So if you eat some ice cream and you're like, I'm so happy, that's your dopamine going nuts. It's too much fun to be on your phone sometimes or in a co-working space or making a TikTok or whatever. And all of this pleasure deadens pleasure. So it's sort of like, you know, you get burnt out on pleasure. So this is what this article on thecut.com says. When you burn out on pleasure, it sucks. What you must do is disconnect, take stock, not look at your phone, not drink celery juice in your co-working kitchen, not hike, not touch, and not walk on busy streets. Attempt to prevent the activation of any dopamine at all and do deep thinking instead. Then when you go back to those things, they don't seem dead inside, but kind of cool. That's the idea anyway. All these 25-year-old guys on Reddit are swearing by it. God, we're in such a deprivation, like intermittent fasting, which is great. You really should let your body digest for 12 hours. But now it's like, do a 20-hour fast. Eat once a day. Now have no pleasure so that when you go back to play, I never had to worry. I God, here comes old lady again. In my day, we never had to worry about what we didn't. Things were just automatically more regulated because we didn't have all the stimulus. But I guess in the modern world, like, yeah, we have some more stimuli, stimulus. So we have to take kind of what seem like extreme measures to live a balanced life. And we can't all just be sitting around going, well, it didn't used to be that way. Well, it is this way, old lady. So for me, though, because I used to live that kind of life where I wasn't just pleasure, pleasure, pleasure all day on my phone, I find it easy to just take pleasure in things because as much as I am on my phone and my computer for work stuff, I I get it out of the way quickly and I spend a lot of time disconnected from screens Um, every day, which is really, really good for me. It's really good for me. (laughs) Um, So the New York Times wrote an article about this, then Vox.com, and then a psychologist wrote a guide to it and said he was misunderstood, and people are using the idea of dopamine fasts as a way of mocking Silicon Valley (laughs) Um, and its men because women, too, are addicted to technology, and technology is fun, blah, 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 blah. Okay, so here's the deal. Uh, I guess the fast is sort of targeted at Silicon Valley people, which is mainly men, blah-de-blah. But um, this person writing the article is like, you know, I'm, I don't have an Instagram. Nobody's pinging me all the time because I'm a freelance writer. Um, the one obstacle that this woman has in this fast is that she's at home with a two-year-old. She likes to hug her all the time, and dopamine fasters say you can't do that. Well, that's ridiculous. You don't for your own sake of dopamine, you don't not hug your child. Like just, I I hate this idea already. I I know that it's a bad idea. I try to keep my eyes and mind open, but, but I can't do it. I can't do it. So yeah, I'm not going to be dopamine fasting anytime soon. Let's see what the New York Times said about it. How to feel nothing now in order to feel more later. A day of dopamine fasting in San Francisco. 
Everything was going really well for the men of Tennessee Street. Women wanted to talk to them. Investors wanted to invest. Their new site got traffic. Phones were buzzing. Blah, blah, blah. This was all the problem. They tried to tamp the pleasure. They would not eat for days. Intermittent fasting. Oh, hey, I said that earlier. They would eschew screens, digital detox. It was not enough. Life was still so good and pleasurable. And so they came to the root of it. Dopamine, a neurotransmitter that is involved in how we feel pleasure. The three of them, all in their mid-20s and founders of SleepWell, a sleep analysis startup, needed to go on a dopamine fast. We're addicted to dopamine, said James Sinka, who of the three fellows is the most exuberant about their new practice. And because we're getting so much of it all the time, we end up just wanting more and more so activities that used to be pleasurable now aren't frequent stimulation of dopamine gets the brain's baseline higher there's a growing dopamine avoidance community in town and the concept has quickly captivated the media dr cameron seppa is a startup investor professor at ucsf medical school and dopamine faster he uses the fasting as a technique technique in clinical practice but the name is a bit of a misnomer it's more of a stimulation fast but the name works well enough A dopamine fast is simple because it's basically a fast of everything. They would not be eating. They would not be looking at screens. They would not listen to music. They would not exercise. They would not touch each other's bodies for any reason, especially not sex. No work, no eye contact, no talking more than absolutely necessary. The number of things to not do is potentially endless. This is ridiculous. I can't even read this. I'm trying to read this article. I'm not doing it. I will not be dopamine fasting. I got depression anyway. What do I need to dopamine fast for? I mean, but that's exactly why. No. It ain't for me, people. So what else is going on? What else can I tell you here? What are we going to be talking about today? Well, I wanted to talk about the fact that there are 78 new emotions. I just read about that. Um, and I wanted to talk about this disappointment I had in my teenage years that like came up in therapy. And I was like, am I really talking about this in therapy But it really was connected to sort of how I see the world, which is sometimes just the world of show business, like just simply unfair. And like, why when it's my turn, is it never my turn fully? And I started telling my friend Chris Frangiola this story, and he was like, this is the greatest story I've ever heard. (laughs) So... You know, I've told you guys this before, that I did not get the part of the judge in The Trial of the Little Red Riding Hood, which was a play that we did in my fourth grade class. I got the part of Little Red Riding Hood. The cruel irony is she had one line. The star of that play was the judge, because again, it was called, no, it was called The Trial of the Big Bad Wolf. That's another one of those. I booked it. Oh, is this what it is? I've told this story before. I don't remember when. I just remember that the girl that got the part of the judge was not even an actor. She didn't even want to be one. She was just one of the normal rich girl, popular girl, whatevers. And she was actually a friend of mine. Like, popular didn't mean had a lot of friends. I mean, it did. It just meant they were like the popular girls, self-appointed. Like, truly, my friends and I were like, okay. It just meant rich people. Like, we didn't really necessarily want to hang out with them because they just sat around being rich. Like, they didn't do much. And so... Her line was, all right, already, that's enough. I have a splitting headache. Let's get on with it. And she delivered it like this. I'm not joking. All right, already, that's enough. I have a splitting headache. Let's get on with it. Not kidding. I'll never have that, not have that rhythm in my head. And when I went to the audition, 
I brought a fake ice pack. You know those ice bags? I know I've talked about this recently. And I put it on my head like, I have a headache. That's fucking funny, people. That is prop comedy at its finest. I'm nine years old. I don't get the part. So anyway, so then the musicals start coming to town. And you know, I'm not America's best singer. A a good part for me would be Someone who doesn't have to sing well, but has to have a really good booming voice. But it's not like, the hills are alive with the sound of music. Because that's like me fake singing. But, you know, something fun. So, you know, we did 42nd Street. I was a freshman or a sophomore, so I was too young to star in it. You know, kind of went by class. But I was a, you know, background tap dancer. And I took tap my whole life. So (laughs) it was easy for me. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. But I remember being so angry at the star of 40 Seconds. I don't remember her name, but her dad was the musical theater director. And she got the starring role. And I was like, is this this how life going to be? It's all nepotism that if your dad runs the musical theater department that you get to star in it. Even though you don't know how to tap dance, she did sing really well, though. But she didn't know how to tap dance, and it was making me crazy. And I thought, why can't it be one of those things, like in the movie Singing in the Rain, where I have the lead part, and I get to tap dance, and I just lip sync, and she can sing behind the curtain. And I remember thinking, I'm going to get a starring part in the school musical before I graduate. So I didn't junior year. We did um, The Music Man. Oh, the Wells Fargo wagon is a coming down the street. And my gay best friend, Dave, who came out to me backstage, and I was so worried he was asking me out because I felt he was like a brother to me. And I just loved him so much. And we would, you know, he was so fun. We would do things like smoke cigarettes and take his parents' car and drive to Jack Kerouac's grave in Lowell, Massachusetts. And one day we did that, uh, but we didn't make it all the way there because we crashed into a guardrail on the freeway because we were singing a Nirvana song so loudly. I mean, if that's not just perfection, mwah, chef's kiss, teenage years of the 90s. And uh, he was just my favorite, my favorite. And he was funny and just so great. And so, I mean, he's still alive. I'm saying it like, but I'm saying back then. And we're backstage and he said, I have to tell you something. And I just went, no, <laughs> I thought he was going to say I'm in love with you. And I didn't want to ruin our friendship because I didn't love him back. I had a crush on someone else who was on the stage crew. And so he said, no, what do you mean? No. And I said, well, what, what, just what, tell me. And he said, I'm gay. And I'm like, what? Oh, okay. And it, I'm going to be honest. It didn't, I like never met a gay person before. I don't think, I mean, I think I had, but I don't think I knew, but it was funny because he didn't fit the stereotype. You know, he was in the musical with me, but he hated that stuff. He was just doing it because he liked performing and being funny. But he was more on the, he was like uh, really into shred guitar, like Yngwie Malmsteen. You know, just like electric guitar and that kind of thing. So, and you know, I don't know if you guys know this, but gay people can be into anything. But you know, back then, early 90s, 
You only know like Hollywood stereotypes of gay guys. And so I was fascinated. I was like, oh, oh, it's like, you know, it's like a brief moment in my head. I'm like, oh, a gay guy can be into heavy metal. I mean, so stupid. But sadly, that's the de- that's a development of the 14 year old brain sometimes. And so I was like, okay, well, I remember saying, how do you know? <laughs> like, have you tried it? Like, I'm, I like chocolate. I was acting like it was like chocolate cake. I like chocolate cake. I've never eaten it, but I know I would love it. And he said, uh, well, I just know I am. And I was like, oh. And then he explained it. We know how before you've ever had a boyfriend, before you've kissed a boy, you like boys. And I was like, yeah. He's like, it's the same thing. I'm like, oh, well, that's simple. Well, now I get it. What's the big deal? So anyway, we were in the music man together and we used to make fun of this guy that was always smiling and always singing and we called him the ultimate showman we didn't make fun of him to his face we would just giggle about how passionate he was um but that musical didn't really have a part for jen and then senior year here we go i'm ready to burst out i know i'm talented i've been taking tap dance lessons now for 14 years or 13 years whatever it is i'm 17 years old I've got a lot. I'm in a punk band at school, you know, I mean, with my friends after school, the band's called 17. I mean, maybe we weren't punk, but we were whatever that kind of 90s, that 90s sound grunge, I think, sadly attempted grunge band. And, uh, you know, I played piano. I can memorize a Mozart concerto, Beethoven, Moonlight Sonata. I'll play that right up in your face. Talented kid, you know. I'm in the poetry club after school. I was doing everything. So I see the audition for Anything Goes. And I don't know how I looked this up because I was not familiar with Anything Goes and we did not have the internet. But I think I went to the library or something. Did I maybe go to Blockbuster and get a videotape? Did I buy the Anything Goes soundtrack? I don't know. But I learned all the songs and I would practice in my room and I was to audition for the part of Bonnie, who was the wife of a gangster, and they were on a cruise ship, and he was going to rob the whole cruise ship. And she was his, like, you know, one of those 1940s, like, my 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 husband. And it was Bonnie, and she was, um, she, she would, like, sing songs and, like, entertain everybody. And she sang this song that she taught to the women on the cruise ship called The Heaven Hop, which is about how you get into heaven is you don't have to be a good person. You just do the have and hop. And she had to sing sort of off key. And it went like this. Up in heaven's happy portals where the parties never stop. All the debonair immortals. On purpose. Do a dance called the heaven hop. In this big celestial center, it's the only dance they do. So before you try to enter, you better start doing it too. And then go, spread your wings and start them flapping. Lift your feet and set them tapping. Start right now and do the heaven hop. Hop, the heaven hop. You know, that. That's fun. When the angels play low on their harps of gold, kneel and pray low. Then get up and shake your halo. Like that kind of singing. And then there was another song where she she sang to the captain 
called Let's Step Out. Let's step out. Let's step out. Let's go somewhere and dance about. We're all ha- we're all stuck in a rout. Come on, let's step out. Let's be ding. Let's be do. <laughs> let's go crazy and break the rules. Let's step out or something like that. I don't know. So I thought that was pretty good. So I go to the audition in character. I dress like Bonnie. I wear the top shoes. And they're like, whoa, Jen Kirkman. And I was like, I'm Bonnie. And that's how I did. I would not break character. And I read the thing. And I was like, I've already memorized the songs. And I did a dance with them. And I was like, I na- if I didn't fucking get this part, then I-, I don't know what to say. So I'm like, I know I was Bonnie. I remember writing it in my diary. I was Bonnie tonight. I mean, I wasn't wrong. I I came in character. <laughs> Not that crazy of a stretch. And so um, what happened was, okay, heaven hop, anything goes Broadway. Let's just listen to it on Broadway. Where's Bonnie? Me? An angel? I like mine better. think this is Broadway I thought this was, I was like this can't be Broadway no this is the music this that was just somebody's musical I mean she was good but I was like that can't be Broadway I think this is the album that I bought and played at my house yeah Start right now and do the heaven hop. Hop! (laughs) Oh, my voice. Oh, my voice. She's gone. But I never, you know, sang it as well as that with a... But, all right, you get the fucking point. Sorry, I just wanted to indulge in that song. So I go go the next day. You know, nothing's online. And someone tapes up a, a piece of paper on the wall. And it says that I got the role of Bonnie... But also, so did this girl named Katie. And I'm thinking, how, what, what? And so the head of the musical department, I don't think it was any more this girl's dad. That girl had already graduated and gone to college. This other girl, Katie, was younger than me. She was a sophomore. You're not supposed to be the lead in a musical when you're a sophomore. Well, they decided 
that it's not fair because some parents decided it's not fair. Yeah, showbiz isn't fair. And guess what? There's no one who did Bonnie better than me. They decided it's not fair that one person gets the leading role in something. Yeah, it's, it's fair. It's called the leading role. You want to understudy? Do that. It's not fair. Fuck you. So anyway, that we would be splitting the roles. Everybody. Everyone who had a, a big role would be splitting it. And so I would do the Friday night. No, I would do Saturday night and Sunday matinee, and she would do Friday night and Saturday matinee, something like that. But ending, I don't know. It was just like, are you fucking kidding me? And so, you know, they should have even done a thing where it's like, well, she's like the lesser, so she should do the matinees, I'll do the evenings. But she couldn't tap dance. Like, she did take dance lessons, but she wasn't a great tap dancer, and she didn't sing, and she didn't do the character, and she was young. So I had this kind of sexual vibe to my character because I was 17, and she was like 14. It was just different. It was like she played it kind of babyish, and I was playing it like, you know, I'm a sexy little <laughs> whatever's wife. And, uh, like, flirting with everybody. Okay, Mooney, you know, whatever. So, I'm like, I finally get the role of my dreams. And there's this new law that says it's unfair. What about all the shit that was unfair for me coming up? Are you shitting my ass? And guess what? After that, they never did it that way again. It was just this one year, like, let's take Jen Kirkman's dreams. She didn't get the Little Red Riding Hood judge role. You know, she's trying to be, she's the only kid in school who legit wants to be in show business right now. Everyone else is like, this looks good on my college resume, or I guess it's fun. Why? Why, when you love something so much, don't you get to get what you want? Why? That's my existential crisis. Why? Why, 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 why? I also think there may have been a little bit of backlash at me against, against me at the school because I was kind of like a freaky punk kid. But anyway, when I did that role... Fucking standing ovations. Standing ovations. You assholes now don't even give me standing ovations. <laughs> and Katie didn't get any. And I got a card from my French teacher who, speaking of gay, I think was gay because he was single in his 40s. And he shared a bedroom, hotel room with another single in his 40s teacher when they took us to Montreal. And then that teacher, Mr. I forget his name. How could I forget? Mr. Bouvier, but not that. Oh, God, he was so wonderful. And I used to go back and visit him every year, and he'd go, oh, mon Dieu, oh, oh, Jean, Jean. Because he wasn't French, but he taught French. And uh, he would pretend he was, oh, my God, the hell is his name? I could text a friend of mine right now and find out, but then I'd have to get into a text conversation with someone I haven't talked to in 10 years. And I would just be like, what's new with you? Like, I just wanted to know the dude's name. So when we went to Montreal, um, he was just fun, and we went to this club, pub thing that had live entertainment, and I had bought this silky bathrobe kind of thing on the street, like almost like kind of this kind of Chinese-looking robe. Not not a sexy thing, but I was like, what if I wore it as like a light coat, even though it's technically like this long silk bathrobe? And he was like, oh, I think that would look fantastic. You should totally wear it. And he's like, oh, it's wonderful. And so he was my favorite. And so... He wrote me a card that said, I saw you as Bonnie. And anything goes, what the hell were they thinking? Double casting it. You are that role. He said, you need to leave this town. These other kids, they, I mean, it's like the card of your dreams. They don't get it. You know, they're just doing this for college credit. I need, if you are not living in New York by next year, I'll be very disappointed. But my parents wouldn't let me go to college in New York. So I went to Emerson. And by the way, I could never have been a musical theater major. I just didn't have that kind of talent. 
I was talented enough for that school, for high school, but like not, you know, not talented. So when I'm like joking, singing all that stuff earlier, I'm like, I'm, I know that that's just really good for high school, but like in high school back then, I'm sure now high schools are like, hello, I'm the best voice in the world and I'm doing flips. But like back then we did what we could do in 1992. And so anyway, I was thinking about that the other day and I was telling my friend Chris, he's like, it's the greatest story ever. Everything that happens to you is so like, went, went, like what a loser. I'm like, it's the worst. I'm so tired. I'm so tired. I don't want my life's journey to be a loser, but you need those kind of teachers in your life that just tell you there's a real world out there and you need to get the fuck out of here and go get that real world. Although the real world would be no solve on the wound of how unfair things seem to be sometimes, you know? Oh my God. Are you an active person? Are you at work and you're like, you know what? I mean, I work at my desk, but I like to bust out into song and maybe dance around when the boss isn't looking. Well, I think you'd like these pants that I fucking love. Beta brand. I've been wearing them all the time. They are dress pant yoga pants, and I wear them when I fly, so it doesn't look like I'm wearing sweatpants. And unlike sweatpants, since they have that kind of yoga pant quality, you don't get, like, lint all over them when you travel. And it's they're form-fitting, but your butt's not hanging out. It just looks very sleek and slimming, and I love them. So here's the deal. Here is the deal. Go to betabrand.com slash fun b-e-t-a-b-r-a-n-d dot com slash fun beta brand it's like you're getting ready for work and you're like is it a stylish day or a comfortable day well now thanks to beta brand's dress pant yoga pants you don't have to decide you're running straight from a flight straight to a meeting you got to do all this stuff again you want to dance in your cubicle Beta brand dress pant yoga pants. They're stylish, comfortable, professional attire. You shouldn't have to pick one. With Beta brand, you never sacrifice comfort or function or style. Their pants are super comfy, perfectly stretchy, and stay wrinkle-free. I'm not, I'm not kidding. They do not look like yoga pants. You can wear these to work, and people be like, that's that's like a gorgeously, perfectly fit pant. They have all the styles of dress pants with the stretch, fit, and feel of yoga pants. And they're not like overly tight. It's not like, oh my God, my bum's hanging out. Choose from dozens of colors, patterns, cuts, and styles. They have like boot cut pants and pants that are plaid, um, straight legs, skinny, cropped, and more. They even have a pair with eight pockets. And now they offer premium denim with the same flexibility and comfort as yoga pants. Right now, my listeners can get 20% off of your first order when you go to betabrand.com slash fun. 20% off your first order betabrand.com slash fun millions of women agree these are the most comfortable pants you will ever wear to work go to betabrand.com slash fun for 20% off start right now I can't even sing anymore uh yesterday was my cleaning day well not yesterday when you're hearing this but yesterday when I'm recording this And that's why I love Grove. The Grove Collaborative is an online marketplace that delivers all natural home beauty and personal care products directly to your door. Their aim is to make living a healthy lifestyle easy and accessible for you and your family. Every product that they sell is guaranteed to be healthy, effective, eco-friendly, and affordable. Shop with confidence knowing everything you buy from Grove is good for you, your family, and your home and the planet. So, If you want to make the switch to natural products, but you're like, ugh, how do I do it? They carry all the brands that can help you get started with that, like your Mrs. Myers, the seventh generation method, 
Seventh Generation, sorry, and then Method and Burt's Bees. I have all of these products, and they have their own products now. They're Grove-made products like seedling, tree-free paper towels, their Grove detergent dispenser that cuts plastic waste by 80%, and 100% recycled plastic trash bags all in one place at Grove.co. I have been using Grove since they sent me their first free sample. I was in love. I love to make my own cleaning spray. They give you these little lavender packets. They're antibacterial. You pour it into your, your sprayer bottle that they give you, add water. There you go. I've got all the Mrs. Meyer products. I've got seventh generation. I've got those recycled plastic trash bags. It's so great. With your first Grove order, they're going to set you up with a free 60-day VIP trial, which includes customizable refill orders so that you never run out of the products you love. By default, your second shipment will be queued up to come one month later, but they'll remind you twice before a refill order is due to ship. So you can easily delay, edit, cancel a shipment at any time. You should receive a shipment from Grove, um, again, whenever you want to. One month, again, whenever you want to. Easily delay, edit, or cancel at any time. So here's the deal. It's not Grove.com, it's Grove.co, right? So here's the deal. You are going to go to grove.co slash fun, and you're going to get an exclusive cleaning offer, which is that you will get a free five-piece cleaning set from either Mrs. Myers or the Grove products. That's a $30 value. Go to grove.co slash fun to get this exclusive offer. There is more microplastic in the ocean than there are stars in the Milky Way. 63 billion use Single-use sandwich bags are used by American families every year. 500 million plastic straws are used every day in America. That's enough to circle the earth twice. We go through 900 million plastic bottles of laundry detergent a year. I I mean, I can't. And Grove.co is going to give you incredible natural products to give you a happier, healthier home. Take the guesswork out of going green. Half a million families are using Grove right now. Shipping is fast and free on your first order. With Grove, you don't have to shop multiple stores or search endlessly online. You can get it all in one place. Every Grove.co product is guaranteed to be good for you and your family and your home. They are healthy, plant-based, non-toxic cleaning products, and they work. And you know what? They're actually enjoyable to use because they smell so good. 70% of people say they want to use natural products, but only 2% actually do. Why? Because what they sell at the store is from the biggest companies, not necessarily the ones that are best for you. So where do you start? Introducing Grove Collaborative, grove.co slash fun. Oh, God, Jen. Grove.co slash fun, and you will get this exclusive five-piece order. These are these all-purpose cleaners that your mom used to use. They are full of harmful chemicals that have been linked to everything from respiratory problems to cancer. You don't need to have toxins to have a clean home. There you go. Do you eat healthy? Do you live healthy otherwise, but you don't use toxic-free chemicals? Rethink that. Grove.co slash fun. Okay. Woo! So is there there anything in your life that makes you go, why does this never work out? There's always some catch. Email me, iseemfun at gmail.com. And also, everybody, don't forget that the new Patreon is going to be happening. So if you want to uh, find out about it, I guess you could follow me on Instagram at Jen Kirkman Podcast. Follow me on Twitter at FunlessPod. And uh, you could join my newsletter, I guess, jenkirkman.com. Click 
Kirk mail. I will be letting you guys know about it in every which way that I can. Um, sorry, it's at funlessness pod on Twitter. When will, when will I ever get that right? God, I wish I could remember that teacher's name. It began with a B. Mr. Blue. <laughs> Mr. Blue. I'm going to go. Can you Google something like this? Mr. B, French teacher, Needham High School. Jacques Beignet. No, but who's that? Who's that handsome fella? Mr. B. It's right on my head. It's right on my head. Mr. Bonjour. I don't remember his fucking name. Such a tragedy. He was so great. So yeah, there's 78 new emotions. There's a scientific theory that suggests that we have infinite emotions so long as we can name them. So, uh, I'm reading this on uh, thecut.com, part of New York Magazine. So, here's the deal. Why is it not letting me read it? Are you, sh- are you shitting me? I am a member, but it's not reaching out. I have to link my monthly subscription. Well, I don't have my fucking account number on me. You know what? Do I need to freak out on everybody? I got to put my card number in. Oh, forget. Oh, forget it. I'm going to Google there are 78 new emotions, and I bet. I bet I'll find something for ya. Let's see. Damn it. I really fucked this up. You know what? I feel bad. I feel like because I was talking about how I should have been the star of that musical and no one else should have, that I just look like a jerk right now. That I just look like a jerk and that's why this is not working out that I can't open this thing. Do you think that's what it is? How about this? How about this article that I wanted to read to you? I I bet this isn't going to work either. I bet this isn't going to work either, but that the perfect time to go to bed is 8.45 p.m. I know we talk about sleeping a lot in the last week. I don't know, maybe because it's winter, but somebody... Oh, damn it, Magoo. Can't open this one either because I need to subscribe to this thing, but I am a subscriber, but I am. So this woman was talking about how 8.45 is the perfect time to go to bed at night and then you get up at 5.30 and then you get so much done and then it changes your life and it's like really good for a sleep cycle and the comment section was going fucking crazy and it was making me so happy. And so I wanted to read you the comments. I am sorry if this is uncouth, but 8.45 p.m. bedtime, LOL. Fuck that. I've tried going to bed earlier. All I tend to do is toss and turn until I, I finally pass out two hours later. If I do manage to get up early, I get tired at work way earlier than normal. I'm running on fumes by 3 to 4 p.m. I have confidence that if I had an iron will, I could probably shift to an early bird schedule, but I currently don't, and the start of this process is brutal enough that it doesn't last more than a few days. People need to try and get whatever minimum makes them feel well, whether that be 5 or if it's 10. It's the rigidity of our archaic work schedules and the nature of work that needs to change. Somebody else wrote, Done, she's done with work by four, five, or six? What is she, a secretary? 
Someone wrote, yesterday, this this garbage article. Guys, before you publish something, you should at least Google the thing you're writing about. If you don't care about your readers, at least try to save yourself some embarrassment. Chronotypes exist. This is not a new thing. There's plenty of information out there for anyone willing to do basic research. If your biology gave you an early chronotype, going to bed waking up will be effortless. If you do it, going up, going to bed, waking up early will be effortless. You will be seen as disciplined and responsible. Society will shower you with undeserved praise for this biological fact you cannot control. You will learn to feel morally superior to all those late chronotypes who can't get their shit together. This is disseminating fake health information. Why am I reading this? Am I the idiot for expecting better from New York Magazine? Someone wrote, this author's going to bed at 845 phase will cease once she becomes romantically involved with a normal person. I love comment sections, unless they're directed at me. What time do you guys go to bed and what time do you wish you could get up and go to bed? What time? What is your time? Email me, iseemfun at gmail.com. I do like to hear from you guys. So what was I going to tell you about? Oh, I don't fucking know. This is one of those weeks. It it was, did I talk about this last week? It was raining and hailing and snowing. Uh, and I'm recording this on the same day that I recorded last week. So I'm a little bit out of sorts because my feet are wet and I'm paranoid that's going to make me get sick. And you can say, that didn't really make you sick. But you know what? There's something about it that I that I think there might be some truth to it. Ah. <sighs> I don't know. What do you guys want to talk about? The Oscars is tonight. I won't be watching. I'm not boycotting it. I actually just have work to do. I'm really behind on something that I'm writing. And I'm really exhausted and I don't want to work tonight. And I would love to just be asleep. But I can't. So there you go. But I'm clicking. And uh, it looks like it's not raining at the Oscars anymore. So... Hopefully everybody is happy. Is this really an episode? People are like, I'm going to pay a Patreon for this, but I'm telling you, I'm just fucking exhausted. I could not sleep last night. I was, it's, it's just, it's what happens a couple of days before my period. It happens all the time. And that's why sometimes it's just a lot. It's just a lot. I'm exhausted. I'm really a fan. I know Billie Eilish said something stupid about rap. They're all like this and that. But besides all that, I love her look. I think she's fun. I think she's a little self-conscious, so she tries to make herself look weird. But she is a teenager, after all. And I like her music, and so there you go. I'm not trying to be cool. I'm probably not cool. But she's caught my eye. She has caught my eye, that kid. Well, I think I'm going to end this one early. I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry about that. But uh, I don't really have anything else to say. Stay away from coronavirus. Oh, my God. I'm so glad I'm not traveling right now because I am a paranoid person. And um, I just don't feel like getting it. I just have this feeling. I don't know. I was going to say I have this feeling everything's getting worse. (laughs) Is that a horrible thing to say? But there's something. There's something going on out there. There's just some crazy shit going on. It's snowing in L.A. There's a super virus that cannot be contained the way others can because this one is airborne, people. And I feel bad for the young people because my generation really, 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 100% truly 
thought the world was ending because we were kind of told that it was. And um, we've just been worried about this since we were kids because we had acid rain and we had the Russians were going to nuke us any second. And, and things were just pretty bleak and they're more bleak now. But we, people my age, we're not comfortable with it because we got ours. We don't want to be 60 and running from a tsunami in a desert. We're, we're not any better off than you guys are who are worried about global warming, climate change. It's It sucks. But we've just been... We've just been uh, afraid, knowing the world's going to end every second of our lives, that it's like after 30 years of it, you're like, all right, can I have some joy? Can I just get, you know, a mason jar and put some fairy lights in it and throw it on my deck? I mean, am I allowed some joy up in here? And you guys who are newer to this trauma are like stuck in it right now. We're like, come to our side and just like veg out for one second. You're like, no, we have to save the world that you ruined. But we didn't ruin it. It was ruined already. We came to a ruined planet. Oh, that's a great movie. Somebody should write. Anyway, I just feel like I am. It is so overwhelmingly bad everywhere that I'm just trying to check out and look at the so overwhelmingly good everywhere. I mean, it is so gorgeous where I live. I try to hike uh four times a week in, in the early morning, and I just go, this is gorgeous to look at. And then, you know, I read the news of the day, and I'm like, this is all shit. So, you know, you need a good balance. And maybe that's what the, the dopamine restrictions are all about, is, is really trying to feel the pleasure when you experience it and, and don't take it for granted. But I, I don't know about all that restricting ourselves from things. I feel like Get your get your pleasure where you can get it and, and try to get it in ways that don't involve anything um, electric. And, uh, yeah, I mean, if you can go outside without getting hit by hail or the coronavirus, then I say do it while you still can. Do it before the sun burns you up. This week, I just lost steam, you guys. I just fucking lost steam halfway through the episode. I won't do it again. Please forgive me. And until next week, have fun. <laughs>